part two of our series on Anthony Solwell, we'll detail the remainder of his brutal killings. We'll also discuss the community and the police and their failures to take Solwell's survivors seriously. Finally, we'll cover the events that led to Solwell's arrest, the discovery of his victims' bodies, and his time in court. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought the Cleveland Strangler was Mike's high school nickname after he got caught choking his chicken in the boys' room, stick around. Since those records have been sealed by the court, we'll stick with wrapping up our series on Anthony Soul. This is Necronomapod. It's a neighborhood that appears to be going about a normal Friday night, people dashing to the corner store or sitting on the porch. But memories of the 11 murders committed here in Anthony Sowell's house are never far away. We, the jury in this case, being duly impaneled and sworn, do find the defendant, Anthony Sowell, guilty of ag aggravated murder. Anthony Sowell showed no emotion as the judge read more than 80 guilty verdicts against him. He was handcuffed right after the first verdict was read. For the families of his victims, the beginning of closure. I'm so glad that finally on July the 21st, that all of our families can rest assured and our loved ones can rest assured that peace and justice has come to our families. As we record this, it is April 27th, and it is 35 fucking degrees outside. 2022, year of our Lord. <laughs> Correct. Just yeah. for posterity's sake, I want to make sure the year was included. It's really cold out. It's some bullshit. I went to the zoo a couple of days ago when it was really warm out, because I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of this. Of course. And now, back to this. Yep. Did you see the gorillas, your favorite thing at the zoo? I did. No, I went to the Akron Zoo. That's uh, my favorite. Was he it likes your the favorite? meerkats, pal. Oh, all right. The I think the Akron Zoo is now my favorite, though. That's the first time I've ever been there. It's a lot smaller. Yeah, a lot you more can get, walkable. You can get closer to the animals. Yeah. And it literally, like, you just follow the path, right? Yeah, like, yeah. just walk the entire thing through. It's like one big, like, circle kind of roundabout yeah. thing, and you come out. I really like otters. They're probably in my top they well they are in my top animals yeah might be my first my top favorite um but they have a sweet otter exhibit there which is um, new i believe it's relatively new yeah and there's a slide that goes through the water like through the whole thing hmm. but there was a weight limit on that slide because i was trying to get up in there <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking sweet there's otters swimming around this clear slide that would have been awesome yeah so i walked up there with my kids like but at the same time i wanted to try and get in there but there was a weight limit awesome if you would have made the kids wait down below like no daddy's going up here i'm gonna do the slide like fucking push all these kids out of the way yeah take the walk of shame back down you're not tall enough <laughs> sit down like there's all these parents at the bottom of the slide with their phones ready to take pictures i'm like if i could i really wanted to i was gonna do it if i could but like could you imagine yeah all these people are yes, like could. <laughs> They're waiting to take picture of their kids, and then I just come out the bottom. I mean, I would, I would hope you'd have at least one of your kids on your lap to make it a little better. Oh no, I was just gonna do it by myself. <laughs> no, uh, no, they go first, and then they come down. <laughs> That's sweet, though. Yeah, it was cool. There's some cool stuff out there. When was the last time you went to the zoo, Dave? Um, I'm not a big fan of the zoo per se. It's been a few years. Okay. My wife does enjoy the zoo, so I will go every now and then. It's not really my thing. I didn't know until like a year ago that they sold beer at the zoo. So you can go get drunk. Do uh, they? Really? Yeah. 
only a few stations, but they did. They have them there. Mm. there you go. It's like nine dollars, I think, for like a fucking pounder. But that's worth it. Yeah, go get a buzz in the parking lot, and then just walk in and get drunk, and then you sweat it all out because the Cleveland Zoo is not walk friendly. It is. There's not. so many hills. The hills are. You, I'm dying. When I was a young man, they had a train at the zoo, and it's long gone. They still got the little. Uh, those tram cart things, right? Like those big yeah. little, little yeah. bus things. Like those will take you up the train. hill. Yeah. Yeah. Let me guess you and your buddies used to sit on there with like a, you know, cans of Mickey's and just ride around on the train all day, <laughs> throw them at the kangaroos or something, Dave, while, M- setting, off big bottle, while setting off bottle rockets and throwing them at the alligators or little pipe bombs or whatever, <laughs> Never do whatever you kids thing. did. I do like those Mickey big mouth though. Is a bumblebee on the cap? Those are good. I don't even I don't know. I don't, <laughs> do they still make those. <laughs> Is Mickey's like a cream ale? It's a malt liquor. Oh, malt's fine. I like malt liquor. I can't do the cream ale. Like the good. Genesee cream Genesee ale. Genesee cream ale. Oh. That's not that great. The milky Ooh. substance to your beer. It was that or you get like cases of Little Kings and those seven ounce bottles. Yeah. that were like two swigs. You get like five cases of them. That you would need it, right? <laughs> yes. Can we get a keg of Little Kings for in here someday? <laughs> Probably. We can do anything we want. Well, that's about all the fun we're going to have this episode. Yeah. Where did we leave off? So where we left off was in 2006, the Adam Walsh Act passed, but it didn't go into effect nationwide until January of 2008. This act separated sex offenders into three categories, with a third and most serious being required to report to their sheriff's office every 90 days, and Anthony Sowell fit into that category. For life. For life. And we know, just from part one, a lot of issues going on at that house already. Yeah that being required to report and having a police officer, you know, them having the ability to check on him whenever they wanted. Mm -hmm. Didn't really work that well. Yeah. This should have not, we shouldn't even be doing a part two. (laughs) I I don't know if I mentioned this last week on my notes from last week in front of me, but the Supreme court later ruled that they couldn't retroactively apply. Yeah. You did mention that law that I think I did too, but yeah, we kind of debated it a little bit. Okay. A little bit that if you committed the crime before this was, you know, in place, they couldn't apply those, those tears and that law to you, which is fair. It's fair, but we're talking about a portion of society that are very problematic people. I agree. I agree. Well, especially when we're talking about it in this context with this case and you're like, look what what could have been stopped or, you know, look what could have happened here. But in, I mean, but retroactively, yeah, I agree. Retroactively applying laws is a slippery slope that, you know, it's problematic. Right. I get in this situation, but what if tomorrow they were like, it is illegal for, you know, three dipshits to record a podcast <laughs> together. And this is retroactive. That's One year. We're like, that's a, that, uh, execution. Yeah. Pick your last meal, Mike. You're done. Oh man. You podcast. Fuck. Yeah. But don't make me pick my last meal. I'm going to ask for a stay just so I can think about it longer. <laughs> So in May of 2008, 24 year old LaShonda Long was trying to get clean from smoking crack. LaShonda had been trying to get clean for a long time and her father was helping her along with that process. Her father kept tabs on her and went to great lengths to make sure that he knew where she was and that he spoke to her. LaShonda pushed back against recovery, but in May of 2008, it seemed like she was making some real progress. She was visiting her father one day in May and that's the last time anyone ever saw her. We don't fully know what Anthony did to LaShonda because like we talked about in part one, uh, he didn't really talk about his crimes afterwards. 
Uh, so we don't know what he did with her or where he hid her body. All we know is that he threw her severed head down in the basement with the rest of the garbage that had been piling up. Which is in the crime scene photos, right? Yes, it's oh, in a bucket. Man. It's it in a red awful. bucket. Oh, thank you. It's a skull at that time when it's found. But oh, These are some photos I wish I would. Well, I'm not going to say that. We had I'm some so- listeners message us that they looked him up after part one and they did not love it. If that's if that's what if that interests you, if you want to look them up, go ahead. We're not going to post them, but you can find no. them. I'm not going to say I wish I wouldn't look because you know the story's the story. But yeah, they're, they're pretty disturbing. But I mean, it gives you context, I guess, for just how awful he was. Sure. His next victim was 33 year old Tashana Culver. Tashana was addicted to crack, and her children had been taken to live with her mother. And Tashana's mother wouldn't let her see her kids until she got clean. Tashana was never reported missing, so we don't know for sure when this happened. But at some point after May of 2008, Tashana and Anthony Sowell crossed paths. At this point, Anthony was spending a lot of his time either locked away in his attic or out wandering the streets looking for scrap metal. Anthony lost his job at the packaging company, so he relied on scrap metal for money. Anthony lured Tashana to his house on the promise of crack, and then we don't know what happened after that. The only thing that we know is that the coroner ruled that she was strangled by hand by Anthony. That whole scrap metal thing, big problem in the city back then. Really? Like, you're right in the cusp of the whole housing uh, market collapse and everything in 2008 and a lot of abandoned houses in the city, and they would just go in and strip every last bit of copper and piping and everything out of the house. So lucrative work there. That Was there good money in doing that? Oh, yeah. That's all he was surviving off of. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know whether he was illegally, you know, pillaging houses of their. I would say it's a safe to assume that he was. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, a lot of empty houses in the city, so big problem. Tashana Culver's story is specifically sad too, because you know, like with a lot of these women, they struggled with addiction, and then their family members get to a point where it's like we can't help you anymore there's only so much you can do right and that's what tashana culver wasn't reported as missing until anthony Sowell, like the news started breaking Mm. of it and her mother was like that's a possibility and you feel really bad for her mother too that's terrible you know you get to a point with your with your child where it's like okay i have your kids now you won't take responsibility at some point you just have to say come back when you're when you're clean well and the kids have to be your focus right you can't yeah expend all your energy you're probably older your grandparents you, you have a finite amount of energy and you have to look after our kids you can't what are you gonna do? and she's probably gone on benders before in the past and disappeared and you know what do you what are you gonna do in september of 2008 anthony went out in search of another victim this time he hung around a bus stop near his house he sat on the bench when 35 year old vanessa gay came walking by Anthony knew exactly what he was doing, and out loud, he said something along the lines of, like, God damn, I'm spending my birthday all alone. Vanessa took the bait, and not to her fault, Vanessa was another victim of crack and all the struggles that go along with that addiction. Through conversation, Anthony eventually invited Vanessa back to his house with the promise of crack. As they were walking down the street to Anthony's house, people were saying hi to him, And this put Vanessa at ease somewhat, like, okay, this guy is known in the neighborhood and people like him. 
Like people aren't running for cover when they see him <laughs> running right. the other way, running yeah. away. I mean, so that makes sense. He's got to be a little, at least a little bit okay. Yeah, he's a sure. community guy. Yeah. And your judgment is just so clouded by that addiction. Like I don't even know what that feels like. I've never done anything other than a weed. Um, mm-hmm. But just listening to these women talk and documentaries and stuff, it's like it's not even really them. You know, this is all the addiction. There, there's a lot in those documentaries about them talking about how they put crack ahead of their children and mm-hmm. and they just couldn't stop yeah yeah i don't you know i don't know how to put myself in that situation is crack more addictive than heroin sounds pretty addictive when you listen Doesn't to people talk great. about it yeah i think we're gonna put mike to the test on, on that some heroin 30 days on each <laughs> 30 days on each and then see what he wants see which one sticks. See what he wants some more at the end right. of 30 days all right That'll be the end of Necronomapod. <laughs> Who's better, Crack Mike or Heroin Mike? Smack her, Crack Mike or Smack Mike? New shirt. I like Smack Mike better. <laughs> Pulls up on all the socials. Can you draw some shirts like Smack Mike with have a you, needle in your arm and Crack Mike smoking ha, a crack pipe? Have you seen the shirts I've drawn to the pictures of us? We all look like we're on crack in those photos. It's true. So you've seen my work. <laughs> I think I just created some new character. Smack Mike and Crack Mike. <laughs> I think we might hear from them again. <laughs> I don't know where we're going to go with that. Put a pin in it for later. Yeah. <laughs> We've secretly injected heroin into Mike's drinks tonight. You're going to fucking H-bomb me? <laughs> More of that on the Scott Hall episode available in the archives for free. If you don't like it, skip it. Once they got into Anthony's house, the first thing Vanessa noticed was how bad it smelled. She tried to ignore the smell to get the crack that Anthony promised. Anthony led her up to the third floor. So as he has her climbing over all this garbage and shit. And once they got to the third floor, Anthony started rummaging around the room. Vanessa thought he was looking for the crack. And then out of nowhere, Anthony turned around and punched her in the face. Anthony told her that women had taken advantage of him over and over again and that he was going to get even then at that point he beat and raped vanessa he's very angry at women very much so yeah and after he was done anthony just fell asleep next to her and she laid there terrified like afraid to move until the sun came up i don't think i've ever experienced that i I don't think i know i've never experienced that level of terror and it's kind of hard to put yourself in her shoes right it's you can't you can't i mean i think that's yeah with almost every episode we do when we talk about these yeah. victims like i can't wrap my head around whether or not i would fight back or freeze or just go with it and hope that they're gonna let me live yeah i, I just don't just know. lay in there like that staring at the ceiling like what do you do do you run do you do nothing do you try to creep away do you put your do you thumbs in his eye sockets and carve his eyeballs out like what do you do right just that decision might be life or death. Like it's it's hard to imagine yeah, yeah, and none how you of would them, act in that situation. And none of them are the wrong decision. That's right. Just, That's right. It's just however I guess you react. I don't know. It's very scary. I mean, generally people aren't violent. You know, mm-hmm. most people are not violent people, and people don't like confrontation. So, if something like that's happening, what are the chances that you're going to stick your thumbs in that person's eye? or something you know and there's nothing wrong with that if you don't do it but it's unimaginable to that's right to be put in that position 
or put in the position that these women were. Yeah, it's easy to second guess people, but until you're actually in that situation yourself, you you never gonna know how you're gonna react. Yeah, because there's always people who are like, oh, I would do this. Yeah, that, the other. Exactly. Once it was morning, Anthony woke up and he wasn't filled with all that rage. He was a lot calmer and he didn't even acknowledge what he had done. Vanessa played along like she wasn't upset with what happened the night before. And she asked Anthony if she could use the bathroom like it was no big deal. Anthony led her down the hallway to the bathroom. But Anthony had left one of the doors along that walk open. As they were walking past, Vanessa saw in full view the decaying body of one of Anthony's victims half wrapped in plastic bags. At this point, Vanessa was in the bathroom freaking out. Like this guy just violently raped her the night before and she just saw a woman's body in the next room. In her mind, she was clearly going to be the next victim, but she pulled herself together and walked out of the bathroom like nothing happened. And then she just went back to Anthony's bedroom. Anthony told her he couldn't let her go that she would tell somebody what she saw. Vanessa told him she didn't see anything, and there was nothing wrong with the night before. It was just rougher than she was used to, but she wasn't going to tell anyone. Then Anthony walked her to the front door and let her leave. Boy, just to be able to keep that level of composure in this situation. That I know for a fact is better than I could do. I wouldn't be able to. A hundred percent. I mean, I have anxiety as it is on a, a daily basis. I would have a panic attack in that bathroom and just melt. If you listen to her testimony at trial, she talks about the state of the body. The state of the body was a lot of decomposition Mm. was happening. So she had a really good look at it for just walking by. Yeah. Like she, or was it really like, and and he knew she saw it because he said something. So was he walking like behind her? It sounded like that. Like, yeah, she was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see anything. Right. But he must've saw her head looking that way. At the door, you know, to, to, to think that she saw it. I think we'll talk about it later at the trial, but she's the only one, only eyewitness that could directly tie him to those bodies. Yeah. So she was the, like the star witness in this whole trial and she's featured prominently in that documentary and she's, uh, she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's quite delightful and, uh, hometown hero. She is a hometown hero for sure. Yeah. Big fan of hers. Cause I cannot even imagine. I mean, and then she goes into detail about in the trial and the testimony about like what the body looked like. And it's, it's horrifying decomposition happening. It doesn't, it doesn't even seem real. Right. No, she's great. I think even on top of the panic attack or anxiety, I'd probably start gagging from like the smell. Like you already have the smell from the home, but now you can attribute it to something and it's, you know, the most horrific thing you're ever going to see. I'd go into the bathroom. I'd just start vomiting. Right. Yeah. Or does just does panic set in so much that you don't even do that? Like you're now just you're worried about your own life. I don't know, man. Thankfully, I've never been in that situation. There's not there's not one answer. Vanessa was severely injured. She was bloody and already bruising all over. But she had to she knew she had to get to a safe place, which was one of her friend's houses a couple blocks away. Vanessa said that no one helped her and that as she walked to her friend's house, people laughed at her and made comments about her being a crackhead. People at church, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah. As much of a shock as that might be. It's very disheartening. Mm -hmm. Once Vanessa got to her friend's house, she stayed inside the rest of the day debating on whether or not to call the police. She finally talked herself up and she was going to call the police and report this. 
The officer on the other end told Vanessa that they were unable to send an officer to her location, that she would have to come to the station and file the report. Afraid of Anthony Sowell coming back to kill her and just completely let down by the community and the police, Vanessa never went to the station and Anthony Sowell continued his crimes. Hmm. That would never happen. In other neighborhoods? In other neighborhoods. That would never happen. It would not. In a white neighborhood. In a predominantly white neighborhood. An affluent white neighborhood. Yes. Nope. The police would not answer the phone and say, yeah, you know what? You're all, you've been raped and beat up. You got to come down here. We're not coming to you. Certainly would not. That's sad. Could have been the end of the episode right there. Could have been. She lives. He gets busted. See you next week. And then people would be like, why the fuck did you make this two parts? Could have wrapped this shit up last week. <laughs> then I could make that Mike choking his chicken joke. <laughs> eh, you'd have fit it in somewhere. <laughs> While Vanessa was living in fear of Anthony Sowell, he locked himself in his house and wouldn't come out. He stopped going out looking for scrap metal. And he was living in fear that letting Vanessa live was a mistake. And any day the police were going to come arrest him. After a while, that fear faded away. And in October of 2008, Anthony went out searching for another victim. I'm sure he's feeling invincible at that point, right? They do whatever the fuck I want. We got into that That's last week, to though, me, too. Yeah. Like everything he got away with, you know, so I can puffing out his chest, you know. And literally, the police are doing nothing. When you're hunting in the, you know, the, the right kind of victim in the right kind of neighborhood, and you realize the police are really going to take any action. Saying hi to neighbors as you walk by with your victim. Mm-hmm. Kind of feeling uh, free to kill it well, I think. Did we get into this last week? And we we had the notes early, so I read them both. But with the girl on the roof, is that this? Yeah, no, that was last yeah. Week. So you know that's happening, and mm-hmm. still he's fine. So well, he didn't. He got out of prison for that and was labeled as a low risk. So that's the one he went offender. to prison for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh so yeah, never that, mind. That's, that's not the, the one. That's the that's, rape. Yeah. Right. 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 Never mind. I apologize. Oh, Mike. This is what happens when Mike reads. <laughs> what happens when Mike reads the notes too early? <laughs> I'm better off being a last minute kind of guy. So this time he found 45 year old Michelle Mason. Like so many of these women, Michelle was addicted to crack, and she had just taken up her family on their offer to get some help. She was set to start recovery, but crossed paths with Anthony Sowell. It's not clear how they met or what the circumstances were regarding Michelle going back to Anthony's house but he more than likely enticed her with crack. All we know is that Anthony strangled Michelle and left her body to sit in his house and decompose. He knew what he was doing for sure. Haunting with the crack. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's, there's something about that too. It's just the really scummy thing to do. I mean, it's scummy in general. I mean, obviously killing people is bad, but I don't just praying on somebody that's so addicted to something that their, their judgment is completely gone. And he probably knew all of these women, like, or at least who they were, you know, kind of from the community and, you know, mm-hmm. having, you know, some of the ones we've talked about, he had smoked crack with previously. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you probably know who's, who's on what and who's, sure, who's sure. buying from the same people or who's around. And so he knew exactly who to target, you know, or based on his house location, who's walking in and out to that convenient, you know, the Imperial beverage and, mm-hmm. you know, who's on crack and, and who's vulnerable to be attacked or preyed How, upon. How's he paying for this crack with this scrap metal uh, operation he's doing? Like his crack's not that cheap, is it? I think it's really, is really, it really cheap. cheap. Yeah. I think that's why it's so 
Do we know that he even had crack though? Or was he just enticing them into the home and then attacking them or giving them booze and like drawing it out? Sometimes he had it because he smoked it himself. So he did have it a little bit, but you know, if he intended on killing them, maybe he wasn't even in his mindset wasting it on them or giving them any. Just that he was known in the neighborhood for having it was enough to get some people up there, whether he had it or not. That's the whole issue with crack, right? Is that it's so cheap. And it but it only like, lasts for a couple minutes, right? Right. And then it, there's the argument that it's designed to target you know, yeah. impoverished communities. Well, that's I, a whole. We can't get into no. this, but there's, you know, the sentencing laws with, you know, a rack of a, a rack, a, one little rock of crack cocaine sentences as much as like, you know, 200 grams of powder cocaine. And, and then you get to go make license plates. Yeah. Slave labor. Yeah. And it, but that's like a whole series. Prison industrial <laughs> complex. Like we can't even get into that. But yeah. just saying that you should not be locked up as a felon for smoking a little bit of crack cocaine. No. A month later, in November 2008, Anthony claimed the life of 53-year-old Tanya Carmichael by luring her to his house with drugs and then strangling her. And now we're kind of getting to the phase of Anthony really feeling invincible. Just a month later, in December of 2008, he wandered outside of his house and down to the bus stop that was near his house and sat next to Gladys Wade. Anthony asked Gladys if she wanted to go to his house and drink, to which Gladys said no. She said that she could tell something was off about him. Gladys could tell that Anthony was pissed off, but he just started walking away. Within a few moments, it seemed like Anthony realized that it was just the two of them outside So he turned around in this blind rage and attacked her. Anthony started dragging Gladys back to his house. And by the time he got her there, he had beaten her unconscious. When he got her into the house, Gladys eventually came to and realized what was going on. She started to scream and Anthony ran into the room and started choking her. Also going back just a sentence ago, you know, talk about feeling invincible, beating her and dragging her in the middle of the road to his house. The place where he was saying hi to all his neighbors. Exactly. Now he's just doing it in the middle of the road. Untouchable. There's probably a lot of, or at least some of that. I didn't see that. I'm not getting involved in that shit. Unfortunately. Yeah, because you wonder how much of that you see. You know, oh, just another domestic dispute or, you know, another fight in the road or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. But still just the confidence to do it, knowing what his intentions are. Yeah. Not wanting, you, you would think you'd want to lay low and not draw attention to yourself. The two of them fought and broke through a glass back door. Anthony got on top of Gladys and all this broken glass and started to choke her again. But Gladys clawed at his face enough that Anthony let go long enough for her to run away. Gladys ran to a pizza place nearby. But again, like with Vanessa in the restaurant, uh, people basically just told her to get out, get the fuck out. You're a crackhead. We don't want you here. You're, like, you're fucking up our customers. You got to go. Anthony got to the pizza place and the owner knew him and believed Anthony when he said that Gladys had robbed him and he was trying to get his money back. Thankfully, Gladys kept running after being turned away from the pizza place and she found two police officers parked around the corner. Yeah, that whole crackhead thing's a running theme in this whole story. And that's why he got away with this for so long. I mean, it's not just the police and it's not, it's it's Mm. just the opinion of them in general. There's two sides to that, though. I mean, people that deal with addicts are also, you know, a lot of the times the addict is trying to scam them and telling bullshit stories. 
So when it's a lot of crying wolf, right? Yeah. I, I mean, there's two sides to this. I, I mean, I, yeah, true. I get that. And, and that's very fair. I think when you look at the scope of the story, like it would have taken one person to call the police or the police to show up and respond to yeah. one uh, call or follow up a little bit more aggressively. Yeah. And I that would have right. been, sure. so it's, it just makes it frustrating from like a, an outsider standpoint. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, if you're just in a restaurant with your family trying to have pizza and somebody's running by screaming at you're like, oh, this isn't my problem. Like just keep your head down and let's eat. But I also mean, you can understand that. Yeah. But, but people who have dealt with addicted people over and over again, that are just trying to scam you out of money a lot of times. I mean, but that's what that, I'm saying. that if wears on you. If so you're in this situation yeah. with your family, like you, this is not my problem. They're going to go away, whatever, like let them go. You don't need to get involved. Your past view of addicted people affects like how you would view a situation like this. Sure. I would, maybe just, that's not right, but that's reality. I think that is, I think that's reality in most situations. I would argue with Vanessa Gay and Gladys Wade that it's different because they were visibly beaten up. They were visibly bleeding. Sure. sure. All it takes is one person to be kind enough to say, yeah. "That's what I'm." Hey, are you one okay? Person, mm-hmm. If that yeah. would have happened, it, you know, not blaming these people necessarily. It's just overall the scope of this is it get, makes it frustrating. Like Gladys Wade's neck was fucked up. The injuries on her throat and around mm-hmm. her neck are were really bad. And Anthony Sowell was covered in blood. They went through a glass door. Like they were both really bloody. Um, I don't know. Anthony was arrested. Pictures were taken of his injuries as well as Gladys. However, Detective Georgia Hussein decided that there was insufficient evidence to charge Anthony Sowell with any crimes and nothing was done. And they got arrested because she ran to two police officers is what you said. Correct. It's not like anyone called. She ran to him. Right. And then Detective Georgia Hussein decided that there was insufficient evidence to charge Anthony Sowell with anything. I don't I, I don't know what you would have to do. I don't know what Gladys Wade would have had to done to get some charges put on Anthony. Like what did probably not be a known crackhead in the community? And like, they would have they would have maybe but you look at her seriously or decided, oh, this was this is nothing. Is this person even like a known crackhead, though? He just assaulted her at the bus stop or whatever. Like she yeah, wasn't Gladys going to wasn't. his house to smoke crack or anything. To my knowledge, Gladys Wade was not. It's just a didn't have the struggles as other women. This yeah. is this is a black woman from an impoverished neighborhood not being cared about. That's all this is. Who the police said, man, eh, this isn't a legitimate witness. Uh, right. You live it's in a not worth the effort to charge them and i'm just going to be done with this i just don't get what would have needed to happen here for him to be charged her neck well i mean maybe we can post a picture of it i don't know or just watch the documentary unseen there's a bunch of pictures of her neck mm-hmm. like what did what did the georgia hussein need to see lower class minority witness it's not worth the trouble i think is yeah the bottom line here we'll talk about her at the end or some of the lawsuit stuff but uh, yeah, Georgia Hussein, something else. Looking forward to it. So by this time, this has just built him up to really invincible. He can just fucking attack this woman in broad daylight and nothing happens to him. So he struck again only a few weeks later when he murdered 44-year-old Kim Yvette Smith. Kim was another victim of crack and poverty, and there isn't much known about the days or even weeks leading up to her murder or how it went down. All we know is that Kim was strangled and found buried in Anthony's backyard 
wrapped in plastic bags, and her hands were tied behind her back. Anthony hit a bit of a cool-down period at this point, um, and nothing that we know of happened until April of 2009, but the smell of the house was getting out of control. We talked about it last week. Someone reported this way back in 2007 when uh, Anthony buried Crystal Dozier's body out, out back, which wasn't, he buried, they dug a foot yeah, right. down in the ground and then just threw dirt on top of her. Um, that doesn't really work. We've talked about the pictures of this house. Now you're piling up bodies in there as well. I can't even imagine what it smelled like. No. Or the urge to smoke crack overriding just that smell. That's that what I'm wave s- of smell when you open the door to go in that house that doesn't cause you to just turn around and start running. That's what I'm saying about when I said like he's scum like he's scummy for for like preying on that. Like you crack has taken over your life to the point where you look past all of that and then sure. meanwhile this guy's just waiting to kill you. But everybody in that neighborhood was calling and complaining about the smell. I can't even imagine. Nobody did anything. Nobody gave a fuck about that. Ray Sausage, you said, when you went and you saw Mm -hmm. their doors were boarded up. But I believe they're still open. I think they are, yeah. It's just... They were getting... look at. They were getting blamed for this shit, for the smell. Which is literally right next door to where his house was. It's literally... You know, like the corner of the street. What is it? Imperial and 123rd. Ray Sausage, his house. Across the street from Ray Sausage on 123rd was Imperial Beverage. And it's, you know, two feet to the between the buildings. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Easy for him to blame it on that sausage place. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know who'd be buying sausage that smelled like that, but... I don't know how Ray Sausage caught the blame because it wasn't like anyone went to Anthony Sowell's house and was like checking it out for the smell or anything like that. It's the likely. It's just like, oh, yeah, this food yeah. Place. It must be a sausage place. Yeah. Yeah. How could you even smell what was going on in the neighborhood and walk in there and buy sausage? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like if was it a wholesale place, like who would was there retail sausage selling going on there? Mm-hmm. How, like, don't you lose your appetite? And you're like, I regret I, not trying to go in when I was there. Cause mm. I, it did look close. Like everything was boarded up. I think that's was, probably one of the only food places around, right? Even the sign that's remaining open. Even the I, yeah. sign was torn down. It, like the, from what you see in the old documentaries, there was the old Ray sausage sign. It's kind of beat up. Now it just says sausage and mm. it's all beat up, but you're saying it's like a market, not just like a sausage meat place. As far as I understood, that you could like go there and get a sandwich. But the city made them do like $200,000 in repairs, right? Cause that they, they didn't they blamed need. it on them. Like, how do you not just leave that location? We're like, yeah, we're going to go out to the suburbs. We're not spending $200,000. This is not our fucking problem. But they, no one knew what the problem was. So maybe they're like, well, they're blaming us. We don't know where this, it's not us. But 200 grand to stay in that well, location yeah, in the middle know. in that neighborhood. Like, nope. We are out of here. The only competition's Imperial Beverage. <laughs> that's it. I don't know. That's crazy. Two hundred grand repairs because there was dead fucking rotting corpses next door. Yeah, that have nothing to do with it. I nothing. mean, looking Absolutely back, nothing. if I was Ray, I'd be pissed. Fuck yeah, I'd be hitting yeah. up the city for money. But I we'll hope talk. they sued the city. Absolutely, I've we'll seen talk the, about later. I've seen the building. I don't think they got anything. <laughs> Nobody got anything out of this bullshit, which we'll talk about uh, later. It's hard to sue the city with qualified immunity. Like, like, like if a cop can't fight city hall, Dave. Well, but literally you can't. Like if a cop slides in snow and crashes into your car, 
Like it's it's on you to fix it. Like you can't. There's no insurance policy with the city. They're in their course of duty. They have qualified immunity. They're not going to pay for it. The city doesn't have any responsibility. It's insane. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's crazy. America's the greatest country in the world, Dave. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, if you don't have insurance, on your insurance has to cover that on your car. If you don't have insurance on your car, a cop car hits you in the course of whatever the fuck they're doing that day. They are not responsible because they have qualified immunity because they're acting in the course of their duty. I'd be walking to that fucking courtroom like Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> when Mankind fought the rock for the world title. Yep. It doesn't matter. I know. You have no case. But you know what? Everyone would be hit with a stunner, and I'd be drinking beers on the way out. And that's all that mattered. So be fucking cutting a promo walking to that courtroom. Essentially, cops can T-bone you in the middle of town square, and there's nothing you can do about it. They don't have to pay for it. God bless America. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships can take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? Whether it be exercising, putting down your phone for a while, having a chat with a close friend, or just simply taking a nap, we need to make sure we're taking care of ourselves just as you would take care of a friend. And with that in mind, this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. Your mental health should be taken seriously. Nothing can cripple your day or stunt your motivation more than feeling depressed, anxious, or sad. We all have a lot to deal with in our daily lives, be it the struggles of work, keeping food on your table, or even paying the bills. Your mental health is one area that you shouldn't have to worry about. Whether life currently has you down or you're feeling unfulfilled, we're all experiencing our own form of strain on our mental health. And for that, BetterHelp is here for us. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Necronomapod listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Necro. So give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Necro. And thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. April 2009 kicked off that ramp up phase that a lot of serial killers have where Anthony was going to kill at a rapid pace until he was caught or someone killed him. In the beginning of April 2009, Anthony approached 47-year-old Amelda Hunter and asked her if she wanted to smoke crack with him. Amelda had smoked crack with Anthony before, so she wasn't afraid of him. Pretty much as soon as Anthony got Amelda into the house, he strangled her from behind with the strap of her purse and buried her in a shallow grave in his backyard. Not long after this incident, Anthony raped another woman that wanted to stay anonymous. She reported it to the police and a rape kit was done, but it was never tested. And even though her description matched Anthony so well, her case was not looked into further. The rape kit thing, uh, testing is a problem in Ohio, right? That's a problem. Across around the whole state is that a worldwide, uh, nationwide, nationwide, nationwide issue. Yeah. 
doesn't seem seem like it's that tough. Yeah. I mean, it's not as expensive as you would think it would be, I Mm. guess. I don't know. There's, it seems like there's an argument to be made that money should be spent on that instead of like SWAT vehicles and shit. Yeah. I I agree. I'm I'm with you on that one. Like we don't need to roll in like Rambo all the time. No, you could spend some of that on rape kits. I do not disagree with that. In the age of DNA, where people are willingly submitting all their stuff to, that's why you have to go jerk off in a cup, right? And they take get your DNA. Yeah, the police officer has to stand there with the cup. Well, he's got to watch you, make sure it's yours. Yeah, you want any of that fugazi cum coming in? Well, there's no other way to get DNA besides your semen, Mike. So, yeah. That's it's the most right. accurate way to get DNA. <laughs> just swabbing your cheek would never do the trick. Well, it's 50-50 whether or not that's going to be. Or strand of your hair. Or yeah. your... Hair is second best. Comes the best. This is science, guys. You ever read a book? <laughs> I learned that in one of the R.L. Stein Goosebumps books. Comes was the best. Number 13. R.L. Stein taught you that come was the best? The best way to get DM- uh, DNA. Okay. Yeah. What episode was that in? We were talking about that. That was ridiculous. That was a long time ago. Yeah, because you're like, how do they even do that? Yeah, how do they even just get you to jerk off in a cup? (laughs) Just get a swab and put it in your mouth. (laughs) To be clear, it was was some kind of joke. I understood that that's not the only way that you can get DNA. Did you, though? Yeah. I don't know if you did or not. I 100% did. I'm just a very good uh, kayfaber. Regardless, a lot of people these days are sending, willingly submitting their DNA to these sites. And have they, you done it, yeah. Dave? I have. Yeah. So now the government has you. They do. They're going to find all that pipe bomb shit you were looking up back in uh, high school. Your presentation. I used to work for the Department of Defense years ago, so I have uh, clearance, fingerprints, everything's you did good. Then Long you started, time ago, started this show. I was like, oh, this they, guy. They got rid of my clearance. He's. <laughs> He's busting every investigation that this country's ever done. I found nothing all that interesting in my ancestry DNA profile. I had one, but I just never did it. And yeah. then it like expired and I'm yeah. like, oh fuck. Yeah. But I if I wasted bro- like a hundred dollars. Yeah. But if my brother rapes someone, they're gonna catch his ass though. So it seems like it's you know. Yeah. I've never done that. I've never really yeah. been that interested in I don't know. My dad's someone did who it. likes it history, interesting. you think I would, but I don't care. I think it's cool. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, I don't think it's stupid or a waste of money. If you're into that, do do it. I yeah. just never cared about my own. You know what's interesting about it? You get you get your like family report and there's a bunch of people like, oh, this is your third cousin, your fourth cousin, like dispersed all across the country. Oh like, yeah. I don't know a fucking person. Mm. But fourth cousin is so right out there. Like God. you you wouldn't know that person. I would it's just some, interesting to see, see pictures s- of people that share at least, you know, a little bit of your DNA. You. Yeah. I don't know. I find it interesting. I don't understand the argument against those things where people are like, well, the government will have all your information if you do it. They already have all your information Motherfuck. anyway, motherfuckers, so don't worry about it. That's ball game. Yeah. Like you, your fucking iPhone unlocks by your face and your thumbprint. <laughs> it's, it's a wrap. Get out of here with that shit. Regardless, testing DNA rape kits. I looked it up. It should it's, not be as hard as it seems to be in this country. It's like $1,200 a test. Oh, that's what we pay taxes for. Not Wasn't there to a roll site? in like Rambo. Wasn't not to buy site? military equipment for the SWAT department. A that's site right. people could donate, though, if they want. Um, or like a... Andthebacklog.org. And so there you go. Andthebacklog.org if you're interested in helping out. 
On April 21st, 2009, Anthony invited over his friend, 42-year-old Tanya Doss, over to watch the Cavs play the Pistons and smoke crack. Everything was fine, but once the game ended, without warning, Anthony started to strangle Tanya. As he was on top of Tanya choking her, Anthony looked down and told her if she wanted to live, she needed to knock on the floor three times. Tanya did, and at that point, Anthony said, quote, bitch, take your clothes off. Tanya listened to Anthony. He raped her, and then she said that she curled up in a ball on his bed. The next morning, Tanya said that Anthony was completely back to normal. He offered her a beer, and when she said no, he said okay and just let her leave the house. Once Tanya felt she was far away enough from his house, she took off running to her friend, 44-year-old Nancy Cobb's house. It's almost like a split personality, right? Yeah, it's like sometimes he chooses to yeah. just let them go. I don't understand that. I'd love to know the filtering process. Who gets killed? Who gets to leave? Probably has to do with his anger that day, though, too. I mean, this guy had uncontrollable rage. Yeah. Cavs won that game, too. Calm down, buddy. Did they win? That was a big year for them, wasn't it? Didn't they go far in the playoffs in 09? They beat the Pistons. They lost in the Eastern Conference Finals in the playoffs okay. that year to uh, Orlando Magic, I believe. Penny Hardaway. Shaq. <laughs> That's like the 96. Uh, I guess. <laughs> Orlando Magic. <laughs> That's all I know about the Orlando Magic. <laughs> Tanya told Nancy what had happened, but Nancy knew Anthony and had also smoked with him before, so she dismissed what Tanya was saying. She told Tanya that she probably smoked too much or Anthony smoked too much, and neither of them knew what they were doing. A few days later, Nancy went over to Anthony's to see if he had any crack, but for whatever reason, Anthony decided that Nancy was going to be his next victim. Once he had her in the house, Anthony strangled her with a tube sock, then he wrapped Nancy's body in an old comforter and jammed her into a little area in the front room of the house. Well, I don't want a victim blame, but man, that's a bad move there. That warning, yeah. The crack, though. It's, you know, you're looking for the crack. That fuels this whole thing. Yeah, it's the whole underlying theme here. There's a guy in the Vice documentary that said it really well, I think. Um, he was asked if he knew those women, and he said a lot of them. But he didn't really know them. He only knew the crack. That they would have been different people completely without mm. that crack. That no one in that community, not a lot of people ever really knew them. They just knew the crack. They just knew them as addicts. They didn't know the yeah. person. I think that's yeah. fair. It's sad, but it's mm. fair. In June of 2009, Anthony abducted and strangled recovering addict 31-year-old Talisha Fortson and left her body next to Nancy Cobbs. Then a couple of days later, Anthony used a belt to strangle 48-year-old Janice Webb. He struck again somewhere in this time frame and strangled 48-year-old Diane Turner, leaving her body on the floor as well. We know Diane's murder happened in this time frame because her probation officer noted that she didn't show up for a July 2nd meeting. We aren't sure what Anthony was up to between June 2009 and the end of September, the next time we have a recorded encounter with Anthony was on September 22nd, 2009, uh, when a deputy from the sheriff's department went to Anthony's house for a routine sex offender checkup. Nothing out of the ordinary was reported. Maybe it was a complete failure by law enforcement to do anything. But basically, Anthony turned right around and looked for a victim that same day. 
What does that checkup entail? Certainly not a review of the house or a walkthrough, right? Or even a, a sniff of the neighborhood or the front porch or... I mean, I think they probably could if they wanted to. Man, you got to smell that stand on the front porch, right? Or he's like, eh, it's raised sausage next door. The city's been out here. Like parole officers can come in your home if they if they need sure. to. Sure. Right? Like I, I would imagine they'd be able to. Yeah, they have every right to go into so his house. So you could have. But how routine is it to go when you they're not home? They probably miss a ton of those appointments that maybe you kind of do like, a, oh, we'll come back in a week. And then, you know. You don't do it. Caseloads are huge and, and crazy, and you don't get to follow up as quickly as you should. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying why yeah. it might have happened. No. I think this is another thing that just comes back to the neighborhood. If there is a house that was smelling this bad, there's a registered sex offender living in it, in any other area or any of the suburbs around Cleveland, the police would just walk in. 100%. They would just walk in the house. Yes. But because of where this is, it's just yeah, couldn't be bothered. Whatever, and, and we don't know that. 100%, it could have been, but that. it's. I mean, I don't. I'll. I'll say a hundred percent. I don't know how you, as a police officer with a gun and a badge, walk on that front porch, knock on the door, speak to Anthony so well, and not do anything. Just walk away like I have nothing to see here. Yeah, no, my that my, is incompetent. It's either incompetence, and you shouldn't ever have another job like that, or the smell you just alone don't care. should. Make you walk in the house and check things out. Yeah, you should. Right, you know what a dead body smells like. Yeah, if you're a police I officer, it, I, you know what? I think that's fair. This is also what's a deputy from the sheriff's department's doing the sex offender checkup. I'm interested to know what they can and can't do. Police officers can do different things than parole officers, probation officers. It's a sheriff's deputy, though, right? Yeah. I, I, but I don't know. And with the being a sex offender, you would think they might be able to, but. Can they if someone just misses an appointment for a checkup? Maybe I'm, ignoring the fact that the house smells or whatever, just doing the the sex offender check-in. How often are these people not home? I don't know. I'm taking this as he spoke to Anthony at the front door. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm viewing this scenario. He was spoken to. Like they recorded it as a visit, oh, and he talked yeah. to him at the front door. I was thinking he wasn't there. I don't know. No, it was like, was yeah, everything's good here. I'm on vodka and whiskey, so... <laughs> I'm hearing different things. Vodka, whiskey, but you know, or beer. So yeah, then that just goes to the oh wait, we checked on him, he's there. It's checking a box, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. The sheriff's deputy, let's be honest, they can do whatever they want. They can go in your fucking house if they want to. Yeah. If they smell weed, they can walk <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, right. Well, and house. if he's opening the door for the appointment, you can just have the appointment in the house also. Sure. You know, use that They're as your reason to, to get that. in the house. Yeah. Like it's like this one is just as bad, if not worse, than Gladys Wade. What Wait. what more do you want to happen? Like, do you need a body to fall out of the fucking window and land in front of you? All right. All right. The cops are like, in a word, yes. We would like that very much. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I'm not trying to shit on police this whole episode. Like, But this is just, this is bad. This is... This might be our most brutal police episode it, we've ever done. There's no other way to look at... There's no other way to... There's a lot of breakdowns Yeah, in this case and it's all a part of just that system it's not an individual officer's fault necessarily it's the system that they're in where they don't you know these calls are just pushed aside they focus on whatever it is that they're focusing on at that time and 
stuff like this kind of just falls through the cracks because it's it's nothing to them. I'm not sure this specific scenario is not an individual officer's problem. I feel like this deputy probably should have taken some action here. I meant this entire story. Yeah, but this well, particular this one, this point is one or the officer who spoke to that last girl that, you know, said, oh, this doesn't warrant us coming out, you know, to, to investigate. Oh. It's part of the entire system, I think. It is, I think, but it's probably really cheesy to say or cliche or whatever, but it just takes one person to change something. Right. That's what we were saying earlier. Yeah. Like the people at the restaurant too, like at the cops or, you know, well in that situation it ended up being the cops cause she found them. But mm-hmm. one person in any of this could have done it. What was the cops, tra- the sheriff's training on doing this check? Maybe he just had to put eyes on the guy and they were like, that's all you gotta do. Why? Well, I, I, we don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. I'm just saying, you know, who knows what, even if he had training on what he was supposed to do for a sex offender check-in. Just a terrible system to begin with, I think. And a vote for me for mayor is a vote <laughs> to fix this system. I'm Mike Namapod, and I approve this message. Medina Mayor Mike. That's some good alliteration there. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I'd be voted out here, pal. <laughs> so later that same day, as Anthony was leaving the corner store, he was approached by Latundra Billups. LaTundra had smoked crack with Anthony before, so she was comfortable in asking him if he had any. At that point, she went back to his house, and while Anthony was kind of wandering around the room like he was looking for the crack, he turned around and out of nowhere punched LaTundra in the face. He then strangled her unconscious with an extension cord. I love this guy's move. Like He's just walking around, Oh, where's my crack? See, where'd I uh, misplace my crack? It's in this room <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same exact thing as Vanessa. Yeah, I know my cracks around there somewhere. When LaTundra came to, she had no idea how long she'd been out, but she could tell that she had been raped. Anthony told LaTundra that he was going to have to kill her to make sure that she didn't tell anyone. LaTundra played it off just like Vanessa Gay did, and she said that she didn't remember anything, so she had nothing to go tell the police about. And just like Vanessa, Anthony let her go. LaTundra went through the same back and forth thoughts about reporting this to the police. Um, You know, would Anthony come back to kill her? Would the police take her serious? Things like that. Eventually, she got the courage to report her rape and assault to the police on September 29th, 2009. So that was reported on September 29th. So let me guess, it's going to be a while before the police take any action on this. Got some more incidents to that, cover. I'll take that bet. I'm saying it's the next day. <laughs> right out there. A couple hours later, right? Well, they opened up a new... Never never mind. Nope. <laughs> say they opened up a new Dunkin' Donuts down the road. Check that out, right? You got to manage the traffic going in and out of the place. Just like they saying. have to manage the traffic at Chick-fil-A out here. Mm-hmm. They really should. Jesus, it black backs up that whole fucking intersection. Just trying to get the target to look at the new NASCAR diecast they got in the toy section. <laughs> That's so wrong, and I got to wait in line for people trying to get a chicken Caesar salad from Chick-fil-A. It's not, man. I'm trying to get those Pokemon cards at Target, too, so I get it. Well, it's God's chicken, though. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) Got to go to Target on Sunday, right? That's the only way to do it, I guess. Tumbleweeds go through the parking lot on on that time. On the morning of October 20th, 2009, Anthony went back to the bus stop near his house and struck up a conversation with a woman named Sean Morris. Sean didn't really know Anthony, but she had heard through the grapevine that Anthony would share crack with people. 
Like this guy's a reputation all over the neighborhood, like free crack, right? He smoked with multiple women. It wasn't like he killed every woman that he smoked with. Maybe that's his plan to let some of them go to spread the word around town that he was uh, what, very free with his crack. Would he also like just frequent like other houses and parties and like smoke crack with people just to kind of like show face and be like, it doesn't oh, seem like, like it. Like it seems like he's just seeing like him. we all he's friendly. We like him. We yeah. know he, he smokes. So he probably has some if he's telling me he does like how else. I don't know. I guess I think from just hanging around the, around the, the beverage store and seeing stuff. Him walk around, seeing him sit on his front porch or whatever. Yeah. Which makes sense because they all everybody in that area really knew each other. Um, Latundra Billups, her nickname was Lala. That's what everybody called her in those documentaries. Mm. Even the. Uh, the guy from Imperial Beverage right. called her Lala. He did, right. So the guy who wanted a million Morianthe souls, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sean Morris asked Anthony if he had any crack. And then the two of them went back to Anthony's house and smoked until about noon. Anthony escorted Sean out of his house with no issues. But when Sean got back to the bus stop, she realized that she had left her wallet at Anthony's. Anthony let her back in to look for her wallet. And as they were walking up the stairs to the second floor, without hesitation, Anthony started to strangle Sean from behind. He forced her to strip and raped her. Then after he was done, Anthony got up for long enough for Sean to run to an open window that was facing an alleyway next to the house. Sean started climbing out the window and Anthony rushed over to grab her. The two fought, which resulted in Sean falling two stories to the ground in the alley which was on surveillance video from the sausage place yeah it's fucking wild it's crazy she's completely naked they're both naked just in this all all, she was she was free she was gone yeah and she went back for her wallet yeah yeah which we would all do yeah of course now she's falling out the window all fucked up naked souls naked they're both naked in this little two-foot patch between his house and the sausage factory and at the time, there was like this little bar across the street because that owner pretty much just saw everything happen. He came out like, what the fuck's going on? Right. So he goes running over to Sean and he sees that she was severely injured. Sean broke both hands, eight ribs and fractured her skull. Oh. The owner of the bar called 911 and Anthony Sowell, still naked, like you said, Dave, came out of the house and tried to explain that they were having sex. And Sean accidentally fell out the window. <laughs> Anthony tried to pick Sean up and carry her back into the house, but the owner of the bar stopped him. Like, no, this woman is really hurt. We're gonna we're gonna wait for nine one one to get here. Good for that bar her. owner too. Yeah. He said it's like the only time I've ever called nine one one in my entire life, but something was not right here. Well, then you always just hear about these stories of people getting hurt and like your immediate reactions to help them up. But then you don't know what that does to their head and their neck and their spine and their oh, back. Sure. Like, makes the injuries worse. You know, one, this is extra good because what fucking Anthony was doing to this woman. But two, like, who knows what extra injuries you might have caused? She's a broken ribs. You're just going to pick her up and carry her in. Like, it's all moving around inside of her broken hands, fractured skull. He was just going to kill her for sure. Oh, for sure he was. But I'm just saying from like the bar owner's perspective, he doesn't know all this. Hey, put her the fuck down. EMS is coming. Like, don't pick her up. Also, fuck you. You're going to jail. Like a two-story drop, that's no joke. Like if you hang drop and land on your feet or something, but you just fucking jump and land on your back. And it's dark. Crack your and ribs. It's a, like, like you said, damn. it's a small little area. Yeah. Who knows what shit trash scrap metal is sitting over there. 
when Sean came to in the hospital, one of the first things she asked was if she could call her husband. The nurse told her that her husband was already at the hospital. In fact, he rode in the ambulance with her. Sean's like, nah, that's not possible. And outside her room, Anthony Soul was sitting there pretending to be her husband. Police talked to Sean before Anthony could threaten her to not talk. But Sean was so distrusting of the police as she was of Anthony Sowell. So she told the police that her and Anthony were smoking crack and she accidentally fell out the window. Fucking balls on the sky, right? That's some crazy balls. Like he's got all these corpses in his house. He's like, I'm going to ride with this lady to the hospital and pretend to be her husband. It's not like the, the ultimate uh, culmination, though, of like that yeah. no fear he yeah, had. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I said earlier, it's he was going to, be killed or be caught mm-hmm. like that was it at this point mm-hmm. which a lot of these guys we cover i think it gets to that point yeah really when they when it just happens and ha- and him more so than others because there was so many times where it could have just ended yeah and it didn't maybe more so than anybody we've covered yeah there's a lot of fuck-ups going on here in this one yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit dave's like you think <laughs> He's restraining himself. He's literally <laughs> sitting on his hands right now, just trying not to get into all that. No, he's not. He's thinking about Dunkin' Donuts since I mentioned it before. I was at Dunkin' Donuts Sunday morning. I like that. Good for you, pal. Good dynamite coffee. Dynamite. I got an iced caramel macchiato and a Fancy sour boy. cream donut. Look at this guy. He it got was... a sour cream donut. Yes. Mm, I didn't know that was a thing. That's a classic donut. Sour cream donut. I'm sorry. I don't what the fuck is wrong with you? I don't <laughs> eat a lot of dessert and donuts. I spend I wait, I just spend my calories on the gas station right. hot dogs. That's probably the first donut I've had in five years, but it was good. What? Five years? Well, wait a minute. We've talked about those Enemans, the, uh, the chocolate. Well, I don't really buy them, though. Hey, look but at you, them. Oh, you don't eat them? Oh, oh, yeah. oh Mr. Self-Restraint over here. <laughs> I haven't had a donut And then he had forever. a soy macchiato, whatever the hell you had. Iced caramel macchiato with an extra caramel swirl. Give uh, this guy a smell of a successful podcast and he's out here <laughs> bougieing it the fuck up. Oh, I was on my way to the art museum. Yeah. The Cleveland his, Art Museum. His driver took it was him culture there. Sunday. <laughs> this fucking sour cream donut. <laughs> I want to think they just take like a regular donut and just... Like a dollop of sour cream on top with the schmear. I'm like, here you go, pal. I can't believe you're a sour cream donut. No, I don't, I don't. I don't eat a lot of donuts. It's fantastic. Yeah, I like donuts, but I've never had one. Try a sour cream donut. All right, I'll try it out. I would try it. Sure. So after about a month of sitting on Latundra's filed police report that Anthony had assaulted and raped her, police reached out and Latundra told them that her underwear were left at Anthony's. And chances were that they would still be there because he didn't clean anything. It's been a month. The guy doesn't take the garbage out. There's, you know, right. maggots on the floor. I think I think my my panties will still be there. With that knowledge, police were able to get a search warrant. And on October 29th, 2009, they served that warrant on Anthony Sowell. Anthony wasn't home at the time, but as they searched the house, they pretty quickly found two corpses that were just out in the open. And he was walking by the house when they were there, right? So he went and hid out for a while, yeah, like in some abandoned houses and whatnot. Because in that in that uh, documentary, he went and met his stepsister, yeah, like sister, on the corner somebody of the like street. around the corners, like yeah, that stuff. But they said about me, it's all true. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay, yeah. I just picture him like walking down the street and just seeing all these cops running, like, oops, keep walking, just turn no, around the other not way. going home tonight. <laughs> 
Yeah, they said he was hanging out in an abandoned house. So he was out in the wind for a little bit. So this is the timeline um, after the first two bodies were found. October 3rd, and this is all 2009. Um, October 30th, police found three more bodies, two in a crawl space in the house and one buried in the basement's dirt floor. October 31st, Anthony was arrested walking down Mount Auburn Avenue about one mile from his house. Maybe not the best place to hide. Just wandering around. Just walking around, scrapping metal, whatever. But his ego is probably so big at that point, too. That yeah, they, won't, they won't recognize me. Yeah. November 3rd, prosecutors charged Anthony with five counts of aggravated murder. Police found six more bodies at his home, most of them buried in his backyard. And it was right at like this point, like once they started finding like the bodies, this is when people came out of like the woodwork for like any missing person yeah. in the Cleveland area, um, you know, that they were just searching for. Um, there was the big wall. I think they put it on the side of Ray's sausage with like all the pictures of people and like, have you seen me? And, you know, police were looking for these people, uh, including Gina De Jesus, which is crazy. Yeah, who was still missing at this time in Ariel Castro's home. And if you watch the documentary, what was the name of it? Uh, Unseen. Unseen, yeah. You can see her picture in one of the quick clips that's on the wall. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I was watching some old news uh, broadcasts from 19, and well, just Cleveland 19 now. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were showing pictures of Gina. Yeah. In connection with this. And that's what. Made sense, right? Yeah. Sure. Why not? I mean, of course. But I mean, while, not, not really, because he was just while, hunting in his own neighborhood. But you know, well, looking back, onset, you don't know. Sure, yeah, you sure. don't know that. And it's just wild that because didn't Ariel Castro let him watch the news or the TV a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So they're seeing this house in Cleveland and finding all these bodies, then seeing vigils and you know, yeah, sure. Gina De Jesus could have very well seen her picture on the wall, and yeah. you know, I don't know. Do you, you think in her mind like, oh, they're still looking for me? You know, yeah, still out there wondering where I am. Possibly, sure. Like that's, I can't imagine what that would feel like. Yeah, by that point, you might have given up hope. It's an interesting contrast because Sowell walked around. We talked about last week. Walked around tearing down the flyers, looking for these people. Where Ayo Castro went around helping put up the flyers, looking for those missing girls because he was friends with Gina's family. That's right. Yeah, and this is still, you know, you got four years left till they were found. Yeah, in between this a long and, time, November fourth, the Cuyahoga County coroner announced that all eleven victims were black women. At least eight of them were strangled, and the coroner made the first identification of a victim, which was Tanya Carmichael. November fifth, police identified a second and third victim, Talisha Fortson and Tashana Culver. The next day, Cleveland police identified uh, the fourth victim as Nancy Cobbs. Then the following day, on November 7th, police identified three more victims, Michelle Mason, Crystal Dozier, and Amelda Hunter. In all, Anthony was charged with 11 counts of aggravated murder and 74 counts of rape, kidnapping, tampering with evidence, and abuse of a corpse. He pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity, but later changed his plea to just not guilty. On July 22nd, 2011, he was convicted on all but two counts, and on August 10th, jurors recommended the death penalty. On August 12th, Judge Dick Ambrose upheld the jury's recommendation. 
Then on September 14th, Anthony was placed on death row and imprisoned at the Chillicothe Correctional Institution. Dick Ambrose, former Browns player. Oh, yeah? He was. You would know that as a Steelers fan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, come on, idiot. I knew that. (laughs) Fucking moron from Pittsburgh. Ooh, Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) He should be a judge, too. That'd be real weird if Ben Roethlisberger became a judge. He couldn't get the fucking robe over his big ass head. (laughs) Anthony appealed his conviction multiple times, but he failed at all of them. Anthony Solwell died in prison on February 8th, 2021 from terminal cancer. So a little more than a year ago. Not too long. Yeah. So just some follow up. Uh, We talked about hinted at a few things. Start with Detective Georgia Hussein. She was able to just retire. That was the one with, um, uh, was it Gladys? Gladys Wade's neck, yeah. She said that there was insufficient evidence. Um, So Georgia Hussein got to retire, and she retired, coincidentally, not long after this, but she still got her retirement package. Well, that's how it works. Um, She was part of the lawsuit that Gladys Wade and Latundra Billups brought to the city of Cleveland just in 2000, I think it was 2019. Uh, that had been going on for a while. And then just in 2019, the city paid out a $300,000 settlement, 260000 to Latundra Billups, and 40000 to Gladys Wade. I would argue that Gladys Wade and Latundra Billups either have the worst lawyers in existence. Forty grand, huh? Or it's just more of... I don't know, the city of Cleveland saying, fuck you. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. One of the the things that irritated me the most with this whole thing is that five years later, Tanya Carmichael is on camera trying to visit her mother's grave, and she still doesn't have a headstone. And the city of Cleveland said that they were uh, trying to allocate the money to pay for the headstones. Like they said they were going to buy headstones for all the victims, and five years later they still had not. Is that still the case today? I don't know. How much is, is a headstone? Necronomapod will buy a fucking headstone at this point. Like we could like Yeah. Unreal. I, I was watching that and I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding Couple me. Grand, right? I mean it's that that, that too much. For like even a like an elaborate one. Like you can buy anything, you know. She had to she had to use a shovel and fucking dig up some grass and stuff that had grown over this this little metal thing mm. that marked like the number. Mm, that's so sad. Maybe everyone should be entitled to a headstone. I think so. Your name, your dates, at the very least. As of today, is that still the case? I, I'm not entirely sure on that. Why don't we follow up on this? City of Cleveland has a new mayor as of uh, this year. I like him, too. Why don't we follow up with him and uh, see where this is at? Shouldn't be allowed to go on, right? We'll send Jeff Calloway to go talk to him. He's our bulldog enforcer, right? Yeah. yeah, the guy fucking communications department. Microwave salmon every day in the microwave. He didn't care to <laughs> ruffle some feathers. Him and I have had words already. I was just watching that, and I'm like, like when you're a mayor, right? That's that's your city, right? You represent your city. Have a little are, pride, sure. Frank Jackson was the mayor for a long time here, right. and he should have reached into his fucking his pocket, issues, sure, and just paid for it. Are right, we going to follow up on this? We're going to get an outcome here. Like, I just, I said it out loud. I'm like, this, it's fucking shameful. Uh, I agree. That 
you just keep saying, oh, we're allocating money. Like, motherfucker, what money? Just pay for it. You're not allocating money for the potholes in the fucking city, so maybe you redirect some of that. Right. And I was very uh, just like, I was also a huge what the fuck on their memorial, but you saw it and you took pictures of the Garden of Eleven Angels. I did. And they broke ground on that in 2021. Uh, so, so I was time. Yeah, I was real fired up about that, too. I'm like, what? Well, we can't give them a fucking memorial, anything that we can yeah. give these women, nothing. And then you said that Amanda Berry and Gina, Michelle Knight, and Michelle Knight, they they don't have theirs yet either. So at least the last time I yeah. drove past there and I have not seen anything in the news about them. Hmm. It was supposed to be, from what I remember, the Ariel Castro, like turned into like a little park, like a playground type thing almost yeah i don't remember that being completed and the last time i drove by i didn't see any plaques or memorials when or was this one done like november right it's very yeah recent. i just i was looking it up because i'm as you guys were talking i was trying to find if tanya carmichael ever got a grave and it the only things that really come up are the the memorial which looks like looks like it was dedicated back like in november and it's you know it looks like they bought like the two lots Mm-hmm. If you're looking at the house to the left, because yeah. Ray sausage is still there on the right yeah. and there's some trees planted on the left and there's a nice little path walkway up to this, this little monument that has all the names of the victims. Um, and I'll post the pictures we, t- yeah. I, uh, yeah. I took or we'll post the pictures I took. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it took them long enough, but it's up at least. Oh, we're going to follow up on this. I think we're going to, we're going to do our best to make this happen. Cause it's kind of our hometown and it's kind of despicable and I like this to get done. Like what, yeah. like what even uh, like not like letting him fall through the cracks of the system multiple times. Not, you, you, it is letting him. It's just it is. blatantly need just, some redemption here. Yeah. And then at the very end of it, you're still like, yeah, fuck you. You're not worth the time. Yeah. We'll just keep telling you. Uh, yeah. Well, we're good. We're trying to get the money for it. We're trying I don't know. It's right. absurd. We're going to follow up on this. We're going to make this happen. Um, you can find, there's a website called findagrave.com. I'm on it right now. Yeah. I can't see if she actually has a headstone or not. It, when it says burial, it says burial details unknown. I'm assuming she doesn't. All right. So we're going to see if this has happened or not. We're going to confirm. And yeah. And the only photos of her are just the Then we're going to go to the mayor's office and uh, we're going to make this happen. So we'll follow up on uh, whether or not, there's a memorial yet at Ariel Castro's house, which I don't think there is, and see if Tanya's got a headstone yet. Let's confirm if that, if that headstone's out there. If not, let's go to the city and find out what they're going to do about it. And if not, we'll make it happen ourselves. Did they ever even right? say where she was buried? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm, not, I'm sure I mean, we could I did look an back investigative at- reporting by going to the uh, memorial. Do you want me to do another, another reporting and go to the cemetery and look? Yeah. Sending me on a report to go find a grave that doesn't uh, isn't marked. Thanks, pal. Get in your fucking car right now. <laughs> so what are you still doing sitting there? All right. Yeah. After all those whiskeys and vodkas, I should get in my car. <laughs> get an Uber, dickhead. How our our uh, driver do it? Yeah. Do that. Ha- Hans. Hans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know the final thoughts on it. What well, well, we said, the Garden of uh, Eleven Angels was dedicated in. 2021 you know what eight nine months after soul died in prison um 
Ray sausage still there to our knowledge. I mean, the building's still there. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're still open. It looks like they are based mm. on if you like you search them like they're right. You know, hours and stuff. Imperial beverage after that guy's piece of shit interview has since been torn down. <laughs> yeah. it's, now, it's now a community garden. Um, and we'll maybe we'll post. I'll post those photos that I took. We can post those all in one thing. You can see what is the 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 memorial, Ray Sausage, and the garden on. Any big city has a bureaucracy like that, and things get missed and things slip through the cracks. But there's a lot of egregious stuff in this case, and at the very least, they could do right by these women. Yeah, at it's, the end of this story and this this grave thing really irks me. It it doesn't end good. Yeah. The it memorial just, is very nice, at least. It took them 10 years or whatever. It's nice. That's the other thing, too. And I hope they keep, up, keep it up, and I hope it stays there. Like, I don't know. I feel like the moral of this whole story is just be fucking kind to someone. You don't have to donate millions of dollars to anything. Just be fucking nice to somebody. You could change a, a whole fucking saga of things yeah. if you could just if you just be kind to someone. I don't know. You look at Mayor Frank Jackson, you can look up his net worth online, and a lot of it's an estimate, you know, an estimation. Fucking pay for it yourself, man. Didn't we? Uh, he yeah. lost a daughter in this, right? Wasn't he the one that his daughter was? Uh, one of the his niece, niece. Was, and niece. she was like the black uh, sheep of the family. Niece. His grandson Apologies. got shot and niece. killed a couple months ago in the city, too. Yeah, he spent a lot of money getting his grandson out of trouble. He did. That's true. Could have maybe spent a little bit of it on the community for this. To be continued, though. We're going to follow up on this. I'm not sure there's anything else for final thoughts, though. Like, I mean, we eh. kind of gave them all. Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's a terrible story. And obviously, it hits closer to home for us because it was closer to home for us. You know. There's larger stories at play here with the justice system and the same kind of. Yeah, like you said, every city has these issues. Yeah. But it's I don't a, think. It's a systemic a, issue in a lot of these situations, it is, of too. Course. Yeah. But not every city has a high profile serial killer. So you would think that because of that, because of the whole, you know, a, a lot of eyes being on Cleveland with this, that they would do right by these women. Just to yeah. show the rest of the world, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do a good job here. Uh, fuck care. it. They don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote these out, this outline all at one time. So I haven't really thought about Anthony so well in a week or so. But now I'm all fired up all over <laughs> again like I was last week. Yeah, this is one of the rare occasions where a two-part episode, but we had all the notes yeah. last week. So, yeah, like a nice week off. How was your vacation? You didn't have to write um, any notes. Yeah, except for good. our bonus show. Yeah, pretty good. What did I do? I don't even know what I did this week so far. That's right. You don't have to explain yourself. Yeah, I don't know. You just sat on your couch and smoked weed and watched fucking Jackass all week. I sat on my couch, smoked weed, and watched wrestling. Well, hey. Did that. Some would call you a jackass for doing Mm -hmm. that, but not I. Dave would. I'm getting to the point where... I most certainly would not, (laughs) sir. I'm getting to the point in 2000 where Mae Young's about to give birth to the hand. (laughs) She was in the ring getting involved in some shit. Last night, and she got pushed over. No, she got slammed really fucking hard. I'm like, God, every time she would get slammed. She's her, 80 fucking yeah, years old. Yeah, like her or Fabulous Mole, I'd be like, God damn. She got slammed, and then JR said something like, oh, she's with child or whatever. 
<laughs> Those are the times that make it very hard to defend professional wrestling. When it goes way off the rails. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I just like how that story. We'll save that for maybe we'll cover it one day. Yeah. That in depth. Maybe one day if you and I decide to sit down and tell some wrestling stories. Talk about Mae Young. Mae Young getting impregnated by sexual chocolate Mark Henry and giving birth to a hand. She's like, what, 70 something years old, 80 at the time? Yeah. It's possible. I mean, maybe at that age, you are scientifically able to give birth to just a hand. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. But in Vince McMahon's world, that, that's something. Please consult the medical journal. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what um, I'll do tonight. I'll unwind with some wrestling from thinking about I think Anthony you and Dave so both need to unwind a little bit. You guys got some fired up during this episode. I did too, but, you know, for the first time in my life, I was the most docile person in the room. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just... I don't like these stories to begin with. I don't like the r- stories that have rape in them. And I don't know. It just sucks to see people treated like shit. That it does. That it does. All right, real quick before we wrap it up. This was an intense show. I'm making this up in my head as I go, so bear with me. F. Mary Kill. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Jason Statham. It's the Expendables edition. It's ridiculous. <laughs> the Expendables edition. Let me look at what Jason Statham looks like. Look up the most beautiful man in the world, and Jason Statham will come up. Kill Stallone, F. Dolph Lundgren, marry Jason Statham. I think that's the move. Of course. Yeah, 100%. I think that's the good. What's your favorite Jason Statham movie? Well, no, there's no well. Just I the question. love the Expendables. <laughs> I love the Expendables. That that series is just okay. ridiculously fantastic. Right. It's the Nickelback of action movies. Just low IQ, high intensity. Sure, sure. Sit back, drink beers, and watch big dudes with big guns causing big explosions. Okay. What's your favorite Jason Statham movie? Snatch. I don't know if I've seen that. It's a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Isn't Brad, Brad Pitt is a gypsy? Yeah, I have seen I've seen it. It was a Dude, long time ago. So fucking it's a good great. movie. It's awesome. What's the thing? Like the transporter or what's Statham's like Transporters? Series? Is that those, what it is? Yeah, those transporters are good movies. He's a badass. Or that other one with Amy Smart where he like has to keep shocking his heart every Oh, yeah, I see that one here, Crank. Crank. <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. That's absolutely ridiculous. That one's fucking wild. It's Jason Statham's it's wild. a bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't... I mean, I've seen the... Um, You've seen at least the first Expendables. No. You motherfucker. Stone Cold Steve Austin's in it. <laughs> I've seen the Fast and Furious movies, but a lot of this shit's not like... Oh, isn't, isn't he... Is he in the newer Fast and Furious ones? Like, yeah, he's a cop, a right? He's uh, no, what, they've he's also, a criminal. They made like 165 Fast and Furious movies, but he's not like in like the first few. No, no, no. he's in the later ones. I saw the director just backed out of the newest one, really? like Fast X or like the 10th one. The last one was so it's so ridiculous as opposed to the good ones. It, like I didn't even like the first one. Oh, the first one's great. Come uh, on. No, that, yeah, that yeah. whole you like that. You don't like uh, Night at the Museum. I don't get you, Dave. Well, the first Fast and Furious is fantastic. None of those movies are good. Is a Vin Diesel movie ever good? Yeah, the first Fast and Furious. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the greatest movie. That I've man ever is seen the closest life, thing to a Neanderthal so that our human race has. 
He's not good. Have you ever seen Pitch Black and those Vin Diesel movies? I've never even heard of that. Is it even mainstream? Yeah, like, <laughs> nobody ever picked I don't that. feel like you're qualified to talk to me about movies. Vin sometimes. Diesel has never made anything good. Pitch Black is awesome. How many Academy Awards did it win? Because Forrest Gump won Best Picture. Who are you? <laughs> Forrest Gump won Best Picture, and I like that. Clearly, I have good taste. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's like in a bunch of action movies, and that's action is generally not my. Who are you thing. talking about? Jason Statham. Yes, like they're. I think it's that's all, all he does, yeah. guys. You got to watch Snatch. It's so fucking good. I've seen it. It was just I. I don't know. It was like drunken college night. Fantastic. I barely remember. It's fantastic. It. The scene where he's like, "You like Degs?" I like, "What do you mean, I like Degs?" <laughs> Brad Pitt's like, like the gypsy yeah. talking gypsy like he doesn't know he's saying dogs right yeah, it's, it's fantastic like, yeah. I, I slightly remember it I, I don't I saw a great uh, Jason Statham a new one last year what was that called um, I don't keep up on everything he does Wrath of Man it was called Wrath of Man it's really good you seen the Northman yet I have not I will not go to the theater, so I'm going to get delayed. A I watched X the other day, though, I finally. I think we need to take an afternoon off, and all three of us go to the theater and see Northman. I would be down for that. Boy, I'd, I'd pay for everyone's so tickets. Can you still buy out the theater? Like, during the pandemic. Dave, in this day and age, I feel like it's 20 bucks, and they'd be like, fuck yeah, we'll take it. No. <laughs> come on in. During, 20 bucks? Yes, come on in. During the pandemic, they started doing where you could buy out the whole theater for like 200 bucks. I don't think they do that. I bet you they still do that, like a birthday party thing. Yeah. We'd be like, hey, we're having a birthday party for someone, and then we just show up. It's like 20 person <laughs> minimum, like 200 bucks. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll pay 200 bucks just by for myself to go yeah. to the, watch the movie. We'll eat popcorn just for not 20 people. We'll to eat anybody. popcorn for 20 people. 100%. And there's the three of our fat asses sitting there, you know, drinking North soda, so eating popcorn. Good. We're all in like different sections of the theater. Like, <laughs> hey, you guys fucking see that? <laughs> he just cut his head off. That's fucking awesome. Oh, I'm not you got a boner? I got a boner down here, too. Yeah, I'm not sitting by you guys if we go. No. I know, yo. Hey, in the back, can you pause it? I got to piss. That would be <laughs> real fucking weird if we all sat next to each other in a line in an empty theater. Oh, I meant no, you. Yeah. If it was an empty, no, you can't. At least two seat minimum apart. Yeah. But if we had the place, if we rented it, oh, fuck, we're going all over. Yeah. The last movie I saw in a theater was Knives Out. I believe like Christmas 2019. I would say that was a few years pandemic. ago. That was good. And your theater experience was fine. I'm trying to remember if I had to quiet anyone down. This <laughs> <laughs> <Just> guy. <got it. laughs> Fucking movie police. I don't think so. <laughs> Look, if you want to talk, stay home. Don't come and fuck with me. I get it. I've just never really had a poor movie experience. I always, always do. Think. Every time I go to the movies. I don't think I ever have. I can't think of a time that I have either, to be honest. Every time I go, I can remember the lady. What, what movie was that? Like, People laughing is the only thing that annoys me, like at parts that I don't think are funny. But even then, well, like, like you're laughing at something. So it is what it is. I went to see Ted, you know, the the, 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 the talking teddy bear. Ted. Oh, yeah. Hilarious movie. These people come up. I see them. They have like a six month old in their lap or, you know, in their arms walking up like. What, what are you doing? It's 10 o'clock on a Saturday. I think it's the story. Keep you your asshole self at home. <laughs> Baby starts crying. And I go I, talk to the manager before it starts. They're like, well, under two is free. I go, well, so you're actively encouraging people to bring babies to the movie theater to fuck up my night. Like, what's wrong with you? Two seconds into the movie. <laughs> I go, you, I, I, yeah, I literally yell. I go, you better get that fucking baby out of here. <laughs> 
the mom the mom walks down with the baby it's like 10 minutes later the mom walks back up with the baby 30 seconds later the whole family walks down the mom dad and the baby and as they're walking by me the dad says something like thanks a lot asshole I'm the asshole. You brought a six-month-old to a fucking movie at Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Fuck I, I don't, you. I don't blame yeah. you. That's, why would you do that? I don't understand people that think that it's okay to inconvenience everyone else. Right. You're right. Even if you have You're a right six-month-old, even if I'm with my five-year-old at the matinee watching a cartoon, like they have as much right as I do to watch a movie uninterrupted, Right. I, Without a screaming right. kid the whole time? I don't. Even in a kid's movie. Fuck you. You should probably <laughs> keep your kid quiet or at least, you know, respective. Of if the your movie. kid's not old enough Agreed. to be quiet or is whatever, then you don't get to come. I'm sorry, but there's certain things you and can't you, do. And you certainly don't bring a child or a newborn to an adult movie where adults are going expecting to be an adult movie. Right. Uh, you're 100% right. That's why right. I don't go to the movies anymore. You're 100% right in that. That movie came out like a long time ago. Ted? Yeah. yeah this is like a decade ago. <laughs> and it, and it ruined you're, you're holding on to it yeah. for a long time. It's just one. This just what pops in my head. One time a mom. He's red-ass Dave tonight. A mom and a this. daughter were behind me talking. I turn around and I go, I guess if mom can't keep her fucking mouth shut, the daughter's <laughs> never going to learn to shut her fucking mouth. God damn. Man. What is wrong with you? What movie was that? I don't know. <laughs> I remember going to see Phantom Menace with my daughter when she was little and lady with a baby. I yelled up and told her, get the fuck out of the theater. <laughs> like you're fucking interrupting you my experience. How are you in all these movies with all these bad That's people? what I'm saying. That's Every movie I go to. I literally don't think I've ever been in a movie with a crying baby. I can't think of Every anything. time I go. Like the Phantom Dude, Menace? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run out of theater just for you. Fucking bro. terrible movie, but I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear your goddamn baby crying. <laughs> I think we... <laughs> Dave needs an afternoon where he gets a massage, maybe a mani-pedi, and then we take him to the theater. We rent the whole place out. Ian, we'll cover it. And you just enjoy the theater by yourself. We'll sit way back. I, Any movie you want, pal. I love movies and i love the theater and i love to go but people ruin it every fucking time i go i like worried to- about your blood pressure right now <laughs> i think we need to I get just, this guy well, that's why I don't, I don't go anymore it's just not enjoyable well i went to see the uh the what, casino royale guys next to me talking i get up i walk down and i go if you guys want to fucking talk how about you go talk out in the fucking lobby this is crazy like, why does this always happen to me yeah I don't know. <laughs> These are just ones that come to mind. This is why I don't go to the movies anymore. I go at like the early showing, like 11 that's, on a Wednesday. That's smart. Sure. When there's like nobody there. Because I already know that's someone's going to annoy me. So we, I'm like, I don't fuck yeah. with that. I think I saw like a matinee when I went and saw X in theater just recently. And it was, you know, three people in the entire theater. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's it, when I it go. It was awesome. People are just fucking rude. Like, why do you have... You think you have the right to intrude on my... <laughs> either, either you have the worst luck in the world right. or you have the highest standards in the world. But I've watched movies <laughs> with you before, it, like your house, and, you know, I'm fucking opening beers and drinking and laughing, and you don't seem to get annoyed unless you're fucking cursing me under your breath. But no, just don't talk. Don't have your goddamn phone with your light in front of my yeah. eyes. It's just people are rude. I don't know. It just always seems to happen to me, so I stay home. I got a big TV in my basement. 
I don't give a fuck. Well, can you stream with the Northman for us then? Because I want to come over and watch it. <laughs> I, I do not yet have awesome. a copy, but <laughs> that's all I got. I'm plagued. I am bothered every time I go to the movies, so I stay home. Watch it in the comfort of my basement. This will be going to be the ultimate cool down beer for Dave after this show. Get mad about the this, world. I think this is the movies. angriest episode Dave has ever had. Between the, the episode and the movie talk. It's just don't get me wrong. I love it. It's going to be rude. great. People are going to fucking pop for this shit. It's fucking rude. <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be a cool down conversation. Well, it was supposed w- to winding be. down. We got the Jason Statham and then we got into movies and I was just trying to do an F Mary kill off yeah. the top of my head. Do we have a female F Mary kill to follow up with that? Just like- I was working on one and then we got derailed and you know, so now I got to come up with something off the top of my head and this is going to be rough. Um, all right. F Mary kill. Oh shit. Uh, all right, I'm going with the easiest one I can think of. Dave, I apologize. It's going to be 90s pop stars. F. Murray Kill, <laughs> Jessica Simpson, Christina Aguilera, Mandy Moore. Oh, kill Jessica Simpson. You, you, I'll let you finish. F. I Man- don't- Mandy Moore, Mary Christina Aguilera, for sure. Well, no. No. I- F. Christina, Mary Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore is really cute. Yes. Final answer. <laughs> Kill Jessica Simpson. I don't want to get in his way on this one. He's going to fucking slap somebody tonight. Isn't that the the idiot with the chicken chicken of the sea tuna? Yeah. Question. Yes. She was married to Tony Romo for a minute. And Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees. Yeah. 100% moron. Kill that moron. (laughs) I actually like your first answer. Mary Mandy more. I would would probably bang Mandy, although she seems like a dynamite person. Very attractive. Still have her first album, by the way, uh, when she was like 16. I was 12 and <laughs> you uh, still have the CD. I maybe somewhere. Oh, okay. I just mean, I still like the album. Oh, you still like it. I, I thought you said you still have it. I think I did. Uh, but I think I would marry Christina. Mm. I'm going to kill Christina F. Oh. Jessica, <laughs> F Jessica Simpson. And then, uh, Mary, Mandy Moore. Any specific reason why you're killing Christina? Yeah, or I just, just don't love her. I don't okay. know. I don't know if you had like a thing against her. No, just in that scenario. All right. Sorry, I didn't have better F Mary kills, but this was off the top of my head after this uh, intense episode, and it led to just Dave getting more fired up. So, yeah, we're talking about going to the movie theater, and I have we should see the PTSD Northman. from the movie. We theater. should see the Northman because at least now, Dave, you got two guys with you. We'll whoop somebody's ass, <laughs> especially if we're watching the Northman. Like we're gonna feel fired up, right? Like that movie's bad. Looks badass. It looks so fucking. It's like a modern good. day Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer. Well, any hoodles. We got some patrons. We need to shout out. Thank you very much to Trevor Greenfield, Victoria Beal, Lily's mom, Dylan, Matt Van, Amber Howard, Tyler Coon, Sucked a Big One, <laughs> Tiffany Mooneyhan, Amber Nelson, Mark Porter, Kane Minion, Jasmine Lean, Erica Detlefson. Stacy Noltner, Amber Witter, The Turpinator, Haley, Sunny Dawn, Sarah Pritchett, Miranda, Ruse, Lisa Morales, Michael Montgomery, Wilma Fingerdew, <laughs> <laughs> Hung Solo 69, Jessica Shelton, a lot of uh, Weisenheimers out there tonight. <laughs> Jessica Shelton, Grizz Gamer, Azik Fernandez, 
Anthony Davis, Music for Jen, Mark versus Food, Chloe from Canada, Carl, Stop Asking Alexandria, Zachary <laughs> Locious, Ania K, Francine, Alexandra Morrow, Brandy Hatch, Mandy Johns, Macy Clayton, Carlos O sucks bigger dicks, Andrea Eileen Chapman, Naked Grandma, Robert Brown, <laughs> Erica, Michelle Tellerico, Aaron Murray, William Michelanis, Nick Sucks, and Trenton. Thank you all very much. We are at patreon.com slash Necronomapod. Dave, I suggest some tomfoolery. I did submit one fake <laughs> fake name in that list, Mike. Do you know which one it was? I'm going to guess Wilma Fingerdew. That is incorrect. Damn. I'm going to say it was that one. Suck the big one. Suck the big one. Who's mine? <laughs> I spelled it S-U-C-K-T-A. New word. B-I-G-W-U-N. Suck the big one. <laughs> so clever, Dave. So So clever. <laughs> I see Mark versus Food was able to join Patreon this week after yeah. uh, his two star review a couple weeks ago after we roasted him. That well, dude's welcome funny. Welcome to the party, and Mark. even his wife called him out. Right, like she was like, "That's my fucking husband." <laughs> he posted something on Instagram. I saw he commented on something talking about some some kind of food going through a glory hole or something. It was real wild. I started cracking up. That dude's funny. He made it right. He's now a patron. Maybe he can do five star reviews. Um, <laughs> From this point going forward, that'd be appreciated because you can do reviews on Spotify, right? Uh, yeah, there's no so. reason why Mark couldn't just create a Spotify account, give us a five star review as a make good. I think he should absolutely do that. I think you, you can just give it like the star rating, you can't actually write a review, right? I'll just so, say the star rating, so it's a lot simpler for Mark. He just has to hit one button. Mark, here's the, the thing. five we will take your star stars. rating and your money every month, please. <laughs> and in a year. We'll be even. You made well. Because that two-star review killed us, in my opinion. We are back down to 4.7 on iTunes. Mother what? This weekend, I looked, it was 4.8. I know. Somebody Come obviously on. Fuck you, one. Mark. <laughs> no, what are you doing, pal? <laughs> it's not Mark. He fault. fixed it. He five-starred up. Just, hey, I'm busting balls over here. <laughs> I'm sure tomorrow morning we'll wake up to a mean message <laughs> or a mean review from someone. <laughs> That's true. Probably because I talked a lot. No, no, I'm saying whatever made us 4.7 will show up tomorrow morning. Oh, I see what you mean. For iTunes, I have one for Nikki, 4943. Maurice and uh, a whole bunch of letters that I'm not going to try and read all of them. Uh, Mystery Science Theater Broad. That's, nice. a, that's a good name. Oh, Mystery yeah. Science Theater 3000. Dirt Shop. Tom, Tom Servo's. Uh, yeah. I love that I shit. I watched that a long time. That's, a, that's one of my fall asleep to things. I really like that. Uh, Dirt Shredathon, Bond Sweet, and David from Michigan. Thank you guys for the awesome reviews. Dave, you got something tonight. I have a couple of people sent us some cool uh, gifts in the mail. Some knickknacks. Some knickknacks, if you will. Uh, shout out to our pal Ginger Beck, who sent us her book, entitled abandoned south arkansas available on amazon kind of interesting our friend dick whip dickwhip.com i thought if i saw dick whip i thought that was something that mike uh move mike did in college on the his girlfriend in the back of her head but no dickwhip.com sent us a cbd muscle therapy roll on so 
We're checking that out right now. Thanks for that. And somebody sent us these silicon wraps. They're kind of koozie silicon wraps. Mike uh, said boner pills on it. <laughs> and it's blue. It's like blue chip. It's blue. Yeah. It came from Beersy, the company Beersy. But the, so I don't know if the company Beersy sent it to us or if someone ordered it from Beersy. But regardless, thanks. Thanks. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. Beersy.com. Mike has a boner pill uh, silicone koozie now to keep his uh, penis hard and his beer cold. Well, I thought this was for penises. I mean, if it's mine, perfect. It's not for your penis. If it's mine, perfect. might be for someone's for penis. For my chode. For my chode. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfectly. <laughs> Haven't you heard? I'm a chode guy. I just found that review. It's Which one? The one that bumped us down to four point seven. Oh boy, here we go. I don't understand it. You doing bad review corner? No, I'm not going to say. Still Dave's gimmick? I'm not going to say their name. It's just weird. They said that uh, I can't tell if it's you or which one of you guys it is. Spoiler alert: It's me. I I think I read it. I think it's Mike (laughs) drilling me, like arguing with me. Doesn't argue with me. (laughs) Wait, what? It's saying like that you argue with me. Combative, you're combative. Combative against the guy reading the story. Okay. (laughs) And what was the how many stars we get for that one? Three. Three. Oh, okay. It's not terrible. I'm gonna take that. So sixty percent, right? Yeah, I'll take that. In my mind, it's a C average, Dave. (laughs) Yeah. Combative. I argue with. I don't know. That could be almost you. Am I combative? I don't think either of us are. Like I've never either of us ever argue with Ian. Hmm. I mean, I've never felt like anybody was being combative with me. Mm. No, Dave and I just, you know, <laughs> co- combat, combat over night at the museum, you know, over important stuff like that. Okay. Like, I don't know. My first reaction was it, it was you. I'm not sure, though. No. I'm not sure if ever, you know, well. Sip <laughs> <laughs> nope. my vodka and we're going to sign off. That is all these shout outs I have tonight. Uh, hey, but you know what? If you want to leave us a, uh, if you're, if you don't like us and a three star review is what you want to give us, that's fine. Go ahead and do that as opposed yeah. to a one or two star. At least there was nothing mean in that one. Yeah, it was kind of semi. Sorry. Nice. You, if that's yeah. what you hear, then okay, fine. It's fine. Nothing. I don't think uh, anyone's ever been combative with I don't you. feel combated though, ever. You said you interrupt the flow of the show. Oh, that's for sure me. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's, it's welcomed. Yeah. Well, I got to entertain myself somehow, right? (laughs) Nothing from uh, Samantha Loves Dave this week? No update or anything? I think she she, might not listen anymore after five weeks of this. I think she unsubscribed. (laughs) Okay. uh, (laughs) All right, Samantha. I'm sick of the Aldi brand. I'm going to the real thing. (laughs) We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Necronomapod, patreon.com slash Necronomapod for all the bonus content. Amazon.com, search Necronomapod for all of our clothing merch, and Necronomapod.com for our sticker packages. Thank you all so much. All right, you guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers. <laughs>